It's the 13th of January, year of our Lord, 2021. And we're at the letter of Paul, his first letter of Paul to the church in Corinth, otherwise known as 1 Corinthians, chapter 6, verses 12 to 20, in the message version of the Bible. The passage you can read in your own Bible, follow along, uh, and I have chosen the message a lot, probably more than I should, but some of the, the passages make a little bit more sense when they're written in a modern paraphrase version, in my opinion, than it does in some of the more ancient uh, versions. Not that I don't like the classic or traditional versions. King James is one of my favorite. Revised Standard Version, New Revised Standard Version, New International. And... Uh, here we are, and I hope you join us, stay with us, as we look at a message called Intimacy with God. Hear now the Word of God for us. Verse 12. Just because something is technically legal doesn't mean that it's spiritually appropriate. If I went around doing whatever I thought I could get by with, I'd be a slave to my whims. You know the old saying, first you eat to live and then you live to eat? Well, it may be true that the body is only a temporary thing, but that's no excuse for stuffing your body with food or indulging it with sex. Since the master honors you with a body, honor him with your body. God honored the master's body by raising it from the grave. He'll treat yours with the same resurrection power. Until that time, remember that your bodies are created with the same dignity as the master's body. You wouldn't take the master's body off to a whorehouse, would you? I should hope not. There's more to sex than mere skin on skin. Sex is as much spiritual mystery as physical fact. As written in Scripture, the two become one. Since we want to become spiritually one with the master, we must not pursue the kind of sex that avoids commitment and intimacy, leaving us more lonely than ever, the kind of sex that can never become one. There is a sense in which sexual sins are different from all others. In sexual sin, we violate the sacredness of our own bodies. These bodies that were made for God-given and God-modeled love for becoming one with one another. Or didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place, the place of the Holy Spirit? Don't you see that you can't live however you please, squandering what God paid such a high price for? The physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part of you. God owns the whole works. So let people see God in and through your body. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God, and we say thanks be to God. Well, happy Wednesday, dear Concafe family. May blessings and wonders abound in your life, dear friend. May all that comes our way today help us to say, praise you, Lord God. Friends, uh, Pastor Matt Pennington continues to improve slowly, but in the right direction, and for that we can rejoice. But pray, he's still in some pain and has no sense of taste. That makes it hard for one to eat. Pray for his complete recovery. And pray for all who battled COVID and other maladies. Pray for one another. Pray for yourselves. Well, one thing a child learns quickly is the word mine and what it means. Most of you know exactly what I mean, having perhaps experienced such behavior in your own homes. 
And making it more difficult are those grandparents that easily and wholeheartedly reinforce that in our precious darling grandchildren who can do no wrong at all, am I right? <laughs> Eventually, some children do outgrow the mind phase and learn how to share. Some don't. From mine, they do graduate to, I can do this myself, to, I can do whatever I want, in whatever forms they, those may take in their lives. Ownership of things and the ownership of self sometimes linger well into adulthood. If left unchallenged, it makes for some difficult times in later years, especially in relationships and onto marriage. The person who has never learned to share will have some difficulty in adapting to living in a shared home with a spouse. Sharing resources and assets becomes a daily battle in some cases. And it is precisely this that the Apostle Paul is addressing in this letter. He witnessed and preached this message to those who lived in such a prosperous city such as Corinth. All the wealth and goods from the known world would come to its ports, and with it, those who would gladly take it from the rightful owners. When the oil boom came to this area here in Texas not too long ago, called Eagle Ford Shale, uh, remember hotel prices skyrocketed to big city prices, and it was difficult, if not impossible, to find a room for a night that was less than $200. And the development of housing areas called man camps sprung up that was because there were no apartments there were no houses to rent in other places and with the man camps came teenage prostitutes and drug problems and the church was asked to minister to all in ways that would help all to remember that God was still present and God still cared and was interested in all people the person who said what Paul quotes in verse 12, especially worded in more classic ways, such as found in the New International Version translation of the Bible, it reads, all things are lawful for me. Doesn't that sound kind of self-centered? All things are lawful for me. That person truly believed that she or he could do whatever they felt like doing, and that would be perfectly fine. To them, Paul says, and I'm quoting, just because something is technically legal doesn't mean that it's spiritually appropriate. Adding, if I went around doing whatever I thought I could get by with, I'd be a slave to my whims. One of the most difficult counseling sessions with a young couple before marriage had to do with intimacy. The bride-to-be believed that all things intimate were proper. She was not one to believe in waiting until marriage. The groom-to-be was old-fashioned and had not yet had any intimate encounters. And once they started dating, she was pressuring him to be intimate with her, and he resisted. I had to admit that usually one expects the opposite to be true, where the groom-to-be is the aggressor and the bride-to-be is the resistor. But this young lady was very vocal about her beliefs and did not like to be challenged, and he was the opposite. And the Apostle Paul also encountered those who held beliefs about eating that were along those same, li same lines, that, uh, if it's not keeping with decency. Thus, his quoting a more modern saying, some eat to live and others live to eat. So abusing intimacy and dining are things that Paul addressed in person. And through this letter, as reports from that church reached him during his travels, he felt he needed to keep addressing and keep teaching and keep challenging and keep correcting and keep inspiring them to live on another level. The question is, who owns your body? A deeper question, who owns your life? 
I love the modern way verse 13 says, since the master, which is Jesus, honors you with a body, honor him with your body. Think about that. Paul reminds his readers and us, God honored the master's body by raising it from the grave. And God will do the same for your body, quote, with the same resurrection power, close quotes. But until that time comes, we are to remember that our bodies are created with the same dignity as the Lord's body. Did you ever stop to think about that? How could we take his body to places where we know it does not glorify God? The gift of sex is a wonderful, positive thing that our scriptures teach as part of a spiritual mystery and not to be treated simply as a fleshy thing or a carnal thing. If the Bible believes, quote, to become one, and we seek to become one with God, how can we pursue activities that are not God-centered or God-led? We cannot violate or deviate from the sacredness of our bodies. Our bodies were created for God-given and God-modeled love, for becoming one with another. The body is the temple of God, as the classic versions of the Bible say, and it's something we are taught, something we are asked to keep. Ours were bought at a great price, paid by Jesus. So how can we dare squander it just for a moment or two A fleeting pleasure? He states, and we should believe, quote, God owns the whole works. So let people see God in and through your body, close quotes. Let's pray. Loving Father, make right in us that for which we were created. Remind us often that we were created for you and you desire intimacy with us in ways that honor and glorify you. Bless us as we live to be those who inspire faithfulness. It's in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Dear friend, thank you so much for joining us and being with us. I pray this has blessed you or at least challenged you. And if it's made you uncomfortable, we'll do something about it. But have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Let, as the Apostle Paul said, people see God in and through your body. Receive my blessings of love and peace. I'm Pastor Adalio Alvarez. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.